Welcome to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast, where the cross and the culture are on a collision course for discussion. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require signs, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. Here we are again with another recording, another set of audio for your listening and viewing pleasure, or at least I hope it's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, it's a blessing to make these and, and to put them out for uh, people who, are, who have been interested, and it's a blessing to get the feedback that we get at times. Um, we, we hear back from people, we get emails and questions and uh, all, all sorts of things. It's, it's a blessing, and so I, I appreciate that. Each Monday, currently, we put out uh, new audio, or or uh, the, the audio that's being put out presently on Mondays is not new. It's from the previous podcast setup, but it is being released every Monday in the study where, where we're studying through bibliology or the history and preservation of the King James Bible. Uh, the King James Bible is the pure Word of God in the English language, and. Um, we sure are grateful for it and thankful for it and praise the Lord for his word. Uh, every Friday, we're still going through worldview issues and and things of that sort and, and uh, thinking through some of those ideas. Uh, so um, I hope you will take some time and, and uh, get accustomed with those different sets of audio and videos, and uh, uh, hopefully they'll be a blessing and a help to you. What we're going to do today is uh, this past Sunday, uh, I was given the the privilege of preaching at Masaka Independent Baptist Church. As I have opportunity to preach, uh, sometimes Pastor Paul uh, will ask me to preach on something uh, specific, like the gospel. If we're having a special event or something of that sort, he'll ask me to preach the gospel specifically from from one angle or another. Or uh, sometimes he's out of town, as he was on Sunday. Uh, he still participates in a ministry in Bukakata, which is very near the ferry that goes out to the Sese Islands. And uh, those of you who know my wife and I, the Sese Islands are what um, won our hearts over to Uganda and, and sort of stirred our desire to be here. Um, there, there's, there are a couple of different works going on just on the outside of those islands. Uh, one in Kalangala, which is, is a district that stretches from mainland Uganda out to uh, Kalangala Island. Um, and, and so brother Keith ha- works with a pastor who deals with both of those, both those locations, one 
on the mainland and um, actually both on the mainland, but, but Kalangula district goes out to the islands from the mainland out to the islands. So it's interesting if you see how that's laid out, but pastor Paul is also dealing uh, with Bukakata, which is just before you get to the ferry that takes you out to the Sese islands. And then of course, out in the islands is uh, brother Dingido, who is, uh, who is running, running and operating a church out there. I don't know that I, I He's not the pastor of the church. Uh, he, he is sort of keeping the church alive until, until, Lord willing, a pastor would come or someone would show interest in being out there. Uh, um, Brother Dingy Doe is a blessing. When my wife and I first came to Uganda in 2016, uh, we spent a week uh, sleeping in a tent out on Bunyama Island, where Brother Dingy Doe is and where the church is out there. And so, uh, so praise the Lord, there's, there's quite a bit going on. Uh, in and around the Sese Islands, which was our desire to see. Uh, it, was, it was our hope uh, to see the Lord do a work in that direction, and it is, it is being accomplished. Praise the Lord. Uh, now, with what I preached this past Sunday and what I'm going to present to you now, uh, with the time that we have left, is um, in line with the idea of rightly dividing the word of truth, which is, which is essential you cannot properly understand the Bible. I, I understand you may may or may not agree with um, people who who identify with dispensational teaching. And personally, I don't like the term. I don't like the word. I, you know, I would fall in line with dispensationalist, um, not hyper dispensationalist, but certainly dispensationalist. Um, but it's just, in my estimation, an improper term. It, it's it it doesn't. The word dispensation is used in the Bible, and so it should be reserved to be used the way it is defined and used in the Bible. And so to strip it out of its context and and to create an entire doctrine based around dispensationalism, um, it, 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 it seems to cause more confusion than it does help. Now, the proper term is rightly dividing, and that is what dispensationalists attempt to accomplish. And um, and in many ways they do it very well, and in some ways it's it's somewhat problematic. So you you take the good and the bad, and you and you uh, you don't throw out rightly dividing though, because <laughs> that's essential. And an important aspect of rightly dividing is the doctrine of standing and state, or standing versus state, or however you want to 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 say it. The two uh, they they work hand in hand, though they are they they are maybe not polar opposites, but they are. They are very two very important truths that help the believer realize their their both their spiritual position in Christ and their physical position in this world. The the two are extremely important and can't be they can't be separated, but they are two very different realities. All right, so the two go they work hand in hand, and uh, so so by way of introduction, um, doctrine is essential to the Christian life. It's it's so, it's so foundational to the Christian life. Too many Christians just exist and call themselves Christians, but have no doctrine, no foundation, no teaching, no uh, foundational beliefs that that undergird them. They just kind of <laughs> flow with the wind and buy every book and CD and YouTube video that that pops up, and um, that that should not be the case. But then, but then on the other hand. Doctrine is often taught as knowledge required to join a particular church or denomination, and that's not right. 
the doctrine is true despite your denomination, despite your your adherence to a church. Now, it, it is the reason we have a denomination, the reason we have a church is because uh, a collective group of people have decided on on certain doctrines, and 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 that's all well and good as long as those as long as that collective group of people have decided on biblical doctrine, and that's not always the case. Now, I I am a Baptist. I am unapologetic about that, but I am not a Baptist cheerleader. Uh, I I don't wave the Baptist flag. That there are numerous problems with the with the Baptist denomination. Those problems are across a wide scale. It's a big issue. Um, so I, I, I'm not a Baptist cheerleader where, where our brethren are right. I'm right there with you. And where they are wrong, I, I want to be right. And so I'm not going to toe the party line. I'm going to teach the Bible. And, and, so, and, and, I, and I refuse to conflate being Baptist with being biblical because the two are not one and the same. I adhere to being a Baptist because, generally speaking, the Baptist church or Baptist churches are are where you're going to hear the truth today. Outside of that, I don't know where you could go to hear any any semblance of truth whatsoever. Uh, it's going to be found in a Baptist church. Now that does not mean that all Baptist churches are teaching the truth. Um, and 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 this idea that we just stated, learning doctrine in order to demonstrate your or you know that you toe the party line that's no different than our mocking of progressive liberals who virtue signal they just want to signal that i belong to this group or that group it's no different and that's not what we want to do we want to know truth we we want to build our lives on truth uh we we want to be foundational christians built upon the word of god and and so that's what proper doctrine, biblical doctrine, biblically defined, that's what it does for us. It builds a strong foundation. You know, having the catchphrases and and slogans to throw out there, um, I mean, that, that's, that does nothing for you. It doesn't help you in any way. Uh, you, you need to know doctrine. You need to be built upon good, godly doctrine. And uh, standing versus state is one of those that could greatly help your Christian life if you understand it. If you put the you put the two in their proper perspective, oh, it can, it can, boy, it, it, it'll, it, it would do so much for you in that it, it will help you to understand the security you have in God, with God, in Christ, versus the trouble you're going to face on a daily basis in life. And, and the two, if you get your eyes on one exclusively or the other exclusively, you're going to, you're going to end up confused and having all sorts of unnecessary psychological, emotional, spiritual problems because you, you got the two twisted or, or you got too much overlap between the two. But if you put the two in their place, it, it'll let you know which portion, which aspects of the Christian life God has secured for you and should provide for you confidence to go and deal with the aspects of the Christian life God expects you to deal with. All right, so you don't want to try to take on what God's already accomplished. You want to take on what God gave you to accomplish, and um, and and, it, and that's that's extremely important. And putting them in their perspective uh, will be a, a a huge help to you. So I hope this will come across the right way. Now let's go through this quickly. Um, well, we're going to stick within our thirty minute time period, and so um, we'll have to run through these as as quickly as we can. Uh, it's not a long message, and and I've already given 
quite an extensive introduction, I believe, or extensive enough to, you know, to set the tone and to help you understand. The doctrinal teaching we review this morning, or where we are now, <laughs> it was this morning when I preached it, is the biblical teaching regarding the Christian's standing and state. We're going to define them biblically and see examples of them in God's word. Understanding the two will help you determine the areas of your life that are in God's control and the areas of your life that you need to be focused on. Standing relates to your position in Jesus Christ. That's very important. Uh, Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and your trust in the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, all of which exist to, as, as payment for your individual sin. If you have, then you have, you have an eternal standing before God that you need to get a handle on, but you're going go, you're gonna, you're gonna to proceed to stay in this world, this present evil world, in a body of flesh which is the part that you, that you need to control and deal with and the part that uh, that that you actually have responsibility over that that's these are things that we want to put in perspective our position in Christ Jesus is eternal and unchangeable it's not based on merit it's not based on your character it's not based on your behavior it's all based on the merit and finished work of Jesus Christ our standing is unaffected by behavior if you are saved you stand before God washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ in perfection praise the lord Now, your state relates to the natural physical condition in this body of flesh, all right? That's your state. Our state is continually fluctuating and can be directly affected by our sin, choices, and behavior. Our state pertains to the reality that while saved, we still live in a body of flesh and we will struggle to be as consistent as God desires. That's just the reality of our state. Now, let's demonstrate these from the Word of God, in the Word of God. Let's let's see what the Bible says about these. Uh, Romans 5, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We stand in the grace of God. That is so important. And rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. All right. Now, that standing in the grace of God is based upon your being justified by faith in Jesus Christ. All right. So once that is accomplished, um, you, you now have this standing before God. When he looks at you, he sees the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. He sees you sinless. Praise the Lord, righteous, holy, all the things you could never be without Jesus Christ. When God looks at you, that's what he sees. And it's an eternal standing. We're justified by faith in Jesus Christ, and the end result of that justification is peace with God and a standing in the grace of God. Amen. That is wonderful. All right, now, that should give you the confidence I belong to God. I stand in his grace. I'm justified. I'm in Christ Jesus. Now let me go and try and tackle this present, <laughs> you know, troublesome life that I have to I have to be part of. All right, and let me do it with joy. And and we're going to see what we're going to look at here in just just a second is that that standing in God 
should have an impact on your temporal life. Okay, all, all the psychological, emotional problems that people deal with on a daily basis, that Christians deal with on a daily basis, this is multifaceted, okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to say here is, is quite simplistic, but it is very complex. I just want to deal with this simple aspect of it. Um, I, I think potentially too much of that exists, the anxiety, the, the, the depression, the emotional, the, 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 the mental problems exist because we don't have our standing in God confirmed, understood. It's not foundational to us. If, if we could get that under control, then we could better handle the difficulties that life throw at us with less depression and anxiety. We, we can always refer back to that blessed hope that we have, that, that consolation for, that comes with being in Christ Jesus. And with that resolved, we, we would have far less trouble. Let, let me show you. Let me show you what I mean. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5, okay? Verses 1 and 2, you're justified by faith in Christ. You have peace with God. You stand in his grace, okay? And not only so, <laughs> as soon as you get to verse 3, but we glory in tribulation also. All right, now, God's not taking the tribulation away. It's not leaving. It's here to stay. In this body of flesh, in this present evil world, in the kingdom of heaven, which suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Trouble is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But we can glory through tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Praise the Lord. So your standing should have an impact. It should have an effect on your state. It doesn't mean that God's going to make you happy, healthy, and wealthy. That's not the case. But God is going to, through this standing with, in, in peace with God and, and, and the blessings that come from that, our state, our state we, should, we should have joy, peace, all the wonderful fruits of the Spirit as we go through the tribulations and the troubles that life throws at us. The, the two are intimately connected. You, you, you got to have both. If, if one or the other is missing, there's a problem there spiritually that, that we need to get worked out, that we need to fix. And, uh, and it is direct, direct, directly related to this idea of not relying on your standing to deal with your state. And, and the two are very important. Uh, next is 1 Corinthians 15, and we see it again. Romans said that by way of justification through faith in Christ Jesus— we have this standing, well, it's repeated here in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1, 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. There is no greater description of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in all of the word of God than that right there. That's the most concise declaration of the gospel that you will find. Every Christian should be intimately familiar with this passage, but look at how it starts. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have 
received and wherein ye stand. Your standing is in that gospel if you have received it. What is that gospel? How that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's where we stand. And if you stand in that, when God sees you, he sees perfection. He sees sinlessness, righteousness, holiness. Now, that's your standing before God. But you and I know what our state is on a daily basis, and it's not quite so wonderful. Uh, Some days it's great, and other days it's like, what in the world would God want want with me at all? Uh, so, So we... We have to keep the two in mind. Um, John 3, verses 17 through 18, let's, uh, you know, with, with regard to the simplicity of gaining this standing before God, look at John 3, verse, verses 17 and 18. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. It could not be any more simple. It cannot be any more clear. Uh, and then it continues. And, and, and as it continues, it just doubles down on this connection between belief, between faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross and salvation, saved, escaping condemnation. That, that's the link. That's the connection to this standing in God that we need to realize. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Okay, you're not going to be condemned. If you haven't received Jesus Christ, you are condemned. You're just waiting for death to come knocking on your door. You are condemned. It's done. It's not going to happen. It's done. It's sealed. You're just waiting for death to come knocking on your door and to take you because you're going to you're going to step from this life and then you're going to lift up your eyes in hell being in torment. And then it, again, it doubles down again uh, because. <laughs> Let me further explain to you the, uh, the parameters here. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's the key. Your belief, your faith in Jesus Christ, that's it. Um, that's, how you have, that's how you gain access to this standing. Now, let's, let's finish up with standing by looking at 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 12. And um, it, it's, it's going to, again, it's going to summarize the whole doctrine it's going to be through justification by, by faith in Jesus Christ, salvation by faith in Jesus Christ, then, then that standing, it should then perfect your state. All right, so we're going to look at this quickly, and then we'll look at a few verses regarding our state. First um, Peter 5, verses 6 through 12, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Okay, this is what we're going to face in this world. Your flesh is going to cause you problems. The world itself is present evil, and it, and it, and it follows a course that is against God. And then you have a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> this is what you're going to face in the world. All right. So you got to get yourself under control of the Holy Spirit by way of justification by faith in Jesus Christ so that you can stand. You can have a perfect standing in God. And then 
Based on that standing, you can attack and face the life that we have in front of us. Uh, Let's continue. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, (laughs) make you perfect, Mm. establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God, wherein ye stand. There it is again. Um, it's very important. All right, now let me show you just a few verses quickly, two verses that demonstrate our state, and, then, and, and we'll leave it there. Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13 But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. (laughs) You know the context of that verse? I can do all things through Christ. It's abounding and being needy. It's being hungry and being full. That's the context. And Paul said, whatever my state, I have learned to be content. If I'm hungry, praise the Lord, I stand in the grace of God. If I'm full, praise the Lord, I stand in the grace of God. Your standing has to effectuate your state or or you're just going to be on a ship in a storm alone without the Lord, though you have access to him. It's so important that you make that connection. You don't have to you don't have to set sail on stormy seas alone. If you do, it's your own choice. You have access to refuge, to Christ. You have access to a blessed hope. You don't have to sorrow even as others who have no hope. If you do, it's a choice you make if you belong to Christ. All right, our final passage. Let's look at this and we'll wrap it up. Psalm 39, uh, verse 1 through 5. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What is it that I may know how frail I am? Behold, thou hast made my days as in hand breath as in hand breath <laughs> and mine age is as nothing before thee verily every man at his best at his best at his best state is altogether vanity selah <laughs> well praise the lord so at your best state you're altogether vanity you better have something foundational then to refer to as in your standing before God, that should provide you the confidence to, in your weak hand breath of a state, vanity of a state, to deal with this evil world, a roaring lion, 
and this body of flesh that is all so contrary to God. If you get those two in their proper perspective, it can provide great confidence for you to deal with the difficulties and the tribulations this life is is going to throw at you. There's nothing you can do about it. And, and without God's help, without God's guidance, what can you do? Where will you go? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then with that standing, learn how to deal with this present evil life, this present evil world, and all that it's going to throw at you. And uh, I, I, I hope you will take that on, and I hope it will be a help and a blessing. And I hope these words encourage you, and I hope they build you up. And as you get this doctrine in proper perspective, I hope it makes you the man and the woman that God wants you to be. Thank you for listening. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.plenteousredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption podcast.